Hi, this is Dan Cassetta. Welcome to Flashback Friday on Changing Lives, Selling Knives. This podcast was created to share inspiring stories from people who are positively impacting the world using lessons and skills they first learned from selling Cutco knives with Vector Marketing Corporation. Episodes feature some of Cutco's most prominent alumni and top achieving current leaders. Flashback Friday is your chance to hear a short piece of one of my favorite past episodes. We'll hand select the best nuggets to share with you in this short form. The lessons of the Cutco Vector experience are numerous, are compelling, and are real-world concepts for business and life. Thanks for pressing play. Let's get on with today's flashback. Today, we are flashing back to episode number 135 with Cutco's Senior Vice President, Amar Dave. Amar has been one of the most impactful leaders in the 70-plus year history of the company having directly influenced and developed four future region executives and numerous division and district managers. Amar is known for real leadership through candid conversations based on strong relationships and high trust. In this short snippet, he shares a few insights into his early success as a prominent leader in the company, and then he dives deeper into some of his most important leadership philosophies. This is a powerful look into the mind and heart of one of Cutco Vector's all-time greatest leaders. The world needs more great leaders like Amar Dave. Please help spread the leadership philosophies and strategies of Cutco Vector by sharing this and other episodes of the podcast with people in your network. The podcast is available for free on just about all players. All episodes, guest bios, and show notes can also be found at changinglivespodcast.com, and you can support our sponsors by clicking on the link marked Deals on the podcast homepage. Enjoy this flashback segment with Amar Dave, and for the full story of his amazing career, you can revisit our full conversation at episode number 135. What do you feel like made you so successful as a young leader? I mean, to be number one so fast while in school is incredible. These are the same themes that I think would probably reverberate throughout my, I'm going to date myself here, but almost 35 years here. Relationships matter. We, we say that all the time, but I meant that. I mean, to me, part of building strong relationships, it always comes down to being real. And you've known me a long time. I mean, some, for better or for worse, I'm not very good at holding back and I'm not one that's going to shade the truth. So not intentionally try to hurt people's feelings if, if the truth hurts, but there were times that maybe I was too blunt, but at the end of the day, my people knew where I stood and they knew where they stood with me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think over time, when you have people's best interests at heart, you develop strong relationships. And Indeed. that was huge. And it's been huge. Not the best player at the politics, but it's pretty open that if you want to know what I'm thinking, just ask me. <laughs> right. right. So that was a big one. I think the second one, uh, beyond the relationship is the trust. I like to believe I always put my people's success first. I knew that if I had enough people succeeding, I was going to succeed. And I learned a long time ago in the business that if I could speak about my success in terms of other people in my organization succeeding, that was better than me talking about myself mm-hmm. when I was trying to explain who I was or what I did or whatever. And so trying to get my people promoted was always the game. 
Let's get everybody promoted to district manager or division manager, or whatever goal they had. Let's get everybody promoted. And if not promoted, get them to the place where they have the choice to be promoted. That was a big driver. That was a good insight about just speaking about success in terms of others succeeding. You just have this track record of having been a powerful and impactful leader. And I would really love to get into what are your most important leadership philosophies or leadership strategies that uh, created all this? Well, I think there are a couple things and it's going to blend. I know you have strategies and philosophies and I think it'll be, I'll meander a little bit. So forgive me. One of the things I felt very strongly about, and as I mentioned earlier, was building relationships. So a lot of this was time with the right people, people that exhibited qualities of leadership, exhibited the traits that would show that they were going to do the work, had the capacity, had the character, because leading people is a lot about your own character. If you're a bum, if you will, it's very hard to attract good people. If you're good people, you got a fair shot at attracting good people, right? So simple philosophy, but it's like your team is a reflection of really who you are. And so when I found people of high character, capacity, and drive, I wanted to make sure I spent time with them. And the one thing I would tell anybody is there's a difference between spending just time. Oh, they were in a meeting. We spent time together. Oh, we had a scheduled call. We spent time together. To me, the time was always the unscheduled. There's always the conversation that wasn't set up. Back in the day, it was, hey, let's walk around the block. Or, hey, let's go, let's go get a, a soda at 7-Eleven. Let's drive to the post office back when we had to deposit, or the bank, when we had to deposit checks or ship our orders. It was like, I always looked for those chances. Like, I don't need a day with somebody, but can we get 20 or 30 minutes to connect? Hmm. And it doesn't matter if we talk about the business, or we talk about sports. We just simply spend time where any topic can be spoken about, the chance to build a bond occurs. You know, I did probably that better with some than others, but I felt like that was really important. And once I developed that trust, my, my whole strategy, I mean, there's other strategies, but the biggest one was, you know, I would just talk in terms of what they wanted. What do you want out of this? And what I'm going to do is point you in the direction, point you in the path to get you closer to what you want. Mm. I'm also going to talk to you when I see you taking actions that take you off the path of what you told me you wanted. So it's a very simple conversation of, hey, Dan, you told me you really wanted X. The last month, I've been seeing you do this, which has taken you to Y. Have you changed what you wanted? Or have you lost sight of the key steps, the key actions you have to put forward? And a lot of those conversations, they, they, were, they almost never ended with me having to say, you have to do X or you have to do Y. It was more like, no, if you keep doing this, you're going to end up, your likely scenario is going to end up here. If you keep doing that, your likely scenario is going to, you're going to end up over there. So again, if you want me to help coach you, then you need to keep me abreast of what you're going for. And that became a very simple approach to me to just, my people would just call it the perspective conversation. Shed your perspective on where I am and where, if I'm on the path to going where I want to go. And so, again, it made it about them, not me. And that made it very easy to have those conversations when people were, when they were frankly on the wrong track. You know, it wasn't me judging them. It wasn't me demanding them to change. It was simply me saying, hey, buddy, you're going the wrong way unless you want to go that way. And sometimes these conversations were as, as open as, you know, if you continue down the, that track, you will be out of the business in a year. 
I don't think that's what you want based on what you told me last time. But mm-hmm. if that's what you, if you keep doing X, you're going to end up out of the business. And a couple of people you mentioned, Dan, I had that conversation with people that I think would be shocked that we're all people. Sometimes we need guidance. We need reminders. We need coaching. It's very prominent names in the company, you know, that worked with me. Those were conversations that we had sometimes multiple times over a long career. Because again, sometimes people get into ruts or they, they don't actually have the ability to step out of themselves and have a broader perspective. And, and that's a role I, I, I came to play for a lot of them. And I still try to do that with my children. It irritates them, of course, they're younger and not as experienced as those people, but it's still the approach I'm most comfortable with. Yeah, that is such a powerful insight, Amar. I don't think there's anyone who is successful long-term that doesn't experience periods that you might describe as a rut or a downturn in their results or a downturn in their mindset or a downturn in their motivation temporarily. And if someone doesn't have a leader like you around to help them come out of that, then many of those people are going to move in a negative direction and they're going to end up out of our business or not having that same success that they once had and uh, falling into a much longer period of difficulty. But by having people like you there to be able to observe them and offer that feedback and that insight and challenge them and inspire them, people are able to more quickly move out of those difficult times and back into success and ultimately even much greater success. Totally agree, Dan. And, and, and I, I will say I'm biased, right? Being here for 35 years almost. I didn't want somebody to leave me, my organization or our company and say it didn't work. I wanted them to give their effort, give their energy, give their heart. And then if they said, hey, I'm, I'm doing great, but this just isn't for me anymore. That's a different departure conversation than someone failed because they really just didn't try or they got into that rut, as you referred, and stayed there. Uh, That would have been a failure of leadership on my part. So it didn't always work out perfectly, but that was a driving force. Yeah. Um, Awesome. What else stands out in your mind as important leadership philosophies or strategies, Amar? I don't want to leave out fun. I always kind of jokingly said, you know, I'm going to be the czar of fun. We're going to get results but we're going to have fun. And I meant it. And I think you've had some of the people I've had at my various teams uh, on these podcasts. I'm pretty confident if you were to ask any of them, did you guys have fun working together? I'd say they all would say, absolutely. Uh, It just had to be part of it because otherwise it's a grind. Mm -hmm. And so intermixing that and people seeing you could do that, we allowed ourselves to have fun. We allowed ourselves to be real all in the context of working really, really hard. And I think that's, it can be trite to say that, but I, I feel like I lived it. I feel like I exemplified that for my people, maybe sometimes too much, but it was an important element of that. I think being serious, I think that attracts people. You know, I think when people see people having fun, they're making money, they're growing personally, they like each other. It's hard not to have people want to join you. Right. You know, go to any vector wedding. How many weddings in any other company would you go to where all these people are from quote unquote work? that are supporting in these big life events. And so that's part of that. Create that feeling with all the people you can in your organization. Yeah. One of the quotes or philosophies that stands out for me that I remember hearing initially from you is the concept that pleasing results must come before pleasing methods, right? And that pleasing methods is about lifestyle and schedule and, you know, all that kind of stuff. 
but to be able to get to that stage. When you set an example, like you set a fun and having that lifestyle, I think a lot of young people see that and they want that maybe before they've earned it. Right. It's a great point. That's how do you, a, that's how a really do you unpack, yeah, unpack that concept yeah, a little bit? I will. I will definitely. Cause you're right. You're helping me clarify that. Uh, by the way, the pleasing results, pleasing methods statement comes from Don Muraz. That's where I took that back in the early nineties when he was my zone manager. And you're right, Dan, I should have said that the fun is there, but it was always in the context of results. Mm -hmm. So if the results weren't there, we didn't get to have the fun. So the pressure was, if we want to have fun, we got to go post some results so we can have the fun that we all really want to have. And you're right. There was an order to it for sure, but that was kind of the pressure. The pressure was Hey man, let's perform so we can go do that really cool thing we talked about doing next time we get together or whatever. And so you're right. There is an order of things and it's results first, uh, fun second, but, but fun's right there. Yeah, for sure. I'll say this last part too, for all of our younger friends out there. I told all my teams this over the years, the two most important decisions you make in your life, choice of partner or spouse and choice of profession. If you can get two of them right, you can live an extraordinary life. And uh, I like to believe I've gotten them both right. You know, I've been married well, almost that's... 25 years and been with Cutco for almost 35 years. So awesome. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's flashback episode of Changing Lives Selling Knives, you can find the full episode and show notes at changinglivespodcast.com. You can also sign up there to receive free resources from me and some of our amazing guests. Please consider rating or reviewing us on your podcast player and hit the subscribe button so future episodes are automatically downloaded directly to your device. This is Dan Cassetta signing off. We'll be back in a few days for our next story about changing lives. 